0: others, too.
1: like a young
2: Time to uh, watch the
0: short hey video. moms. Hey moms, we're so glad you're here. Today is your day. and we wanted you to know that we love you. You could have decided to stay home and relax, but you're here with us and it means so much. Being a mom isn't easy. It can be fun and rewarding, but it can also be very challenging and stressful. And sometimes it's hard to know if you're getting it right. But you should know that being here today, it's an important part. In Proverbs, the Bible says, train up children in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. So you being here today in the house of God, surrounded by friends, family, and even those visiting, is such an amazing example. You're seeking more of Jesus and worshiping unashamed. The young men and women here are watching. And as they grow, they'll remember and do the same. So thank you, moms. Thank you so much for being here. We pray that God will bless you by renewing your spirit and drawing you closer to him. So you can continue to be a godly example to all those around you. Happy Mother's Day.
2: And let's stand this morning. Happy Mother's Day to all our moms and grandmothers out there today. Let's sing an old hymn of the church, Oh, I Want to See Him. those uh, coming to do scripture and prayer uh, make their way just to greet one another in the Lord this morning. Can we do that? Amen. Let's remain standing as Brother Mood makes his way this morning. He's going to lead us in scripture and prayer, and uh, then we'll be taking up our tithes and offerings this morning. The
3: Lord. I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Also, uh, it's good to have the visitors um, see some faces I'm not familiar with. It's good to have Amen. you. Praise the Lord. Uh, I want to look at Proverbs 9, starting with verse 1. Wisdom hath built her house, she hath holed out her seven pillars. She hath killed her bees, she hath mingled her wine, she hath also furnished her table. She hath set forth her maids. she crieth upon the highest place of the city. Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of my wine which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live, and go in the way of understanding. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Let's invite God's presence. I know it's Mother's Day, but hey, let's invite God's presence in this house today. Let's pray. Father, again we thank you. Always for you. Your love and your mercy. Lord, we do love your presence. Father, you said in your word you inhabit the praise and the worship of your people. Father, I just pray, Lord, that this service, Lord, would be dedicated 100% to you, Lord. Lord, that you would just have your way. Lord, that you would touch lives. Lord, that you would touch every mother, Lord, that's in this house today, Lord. A special touch, a special blessing. Father, we were be careful, Lord, just to praise you and thank you for all that you do, Lord. Again, Lord, we love you and we praise you. And ask your mercy and your grace. Amen.
2: Amen. You may be seated this morning. We're going to show you a video before Miss Jennifer comes uh, to read a special presentation. Oh, the to read the first? Okay, I'm sorry, she's going to read first. I had it backwards, so she's going to come at this time.
1: More than a mother. When God set the world in place, when he hung the stars up in space, when he made the land and sea, then he made you and me. He sat back and saw that all was good. He saw things to be just as they should. But just one more blessing he had in store. He created a mother, but whatever for? He knew a mother would have a special place to shine his reflection on her child's face. A mother will walk the extra mile just to see her children smile. She'll work her fingers to the bone to make a house into a home. A mother is there to teach and to guide. A mother will stay right by your side. She'll be there through your pain and strife. She'll stay constant in your life. A mother will lend a helping hand until you have the strength to stand. She'll pick you up when you are down. When you need a friend, she'll stick around. A mother is one who listens well, will keep her word, will never tell. A mother never pokes her prize, but just stands quietly by your side, giving you the strength you need, encouraging you to succeed. A mother is one who can be strong when you need someone to lean on. You're more than a mother. A reflection of him in your face I see. A love that knows no boundaries. I'm glad you were chosen to be all this and more to me. You share a love that knows no end. You're more than a mother. You are a friend. I just want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers here and the ones who may be watching online. Whether you're a biological mom, bonus mom, or an adoptive mom, Being there for your children and grandchildren is just one of the important things that a child needs and could ever ask for. But the most important thing you could ever do for your children, whether they're small, teenagers, or even grown, is to not only teach them about Jesus, but to cover them in prayer constantly. If you are here today and don't have children of your own, you can always be a spiritual mom to those in the church or even your own family. Pray for the children in this church, The children in your community and the children in your family, they need it. And the video that we're fixing to show shows you just how important prayer over our children is needed, whether they appreciate it or not, or even glad that they had a mom who prayed. God bless you all.
4: Did Stay on money if I have to No, I said
2: At this time, we're going to ask the ushers, if they would, to come forward this morning. We're going to take up our tithes and offerings. and uh, We'll go ahead and continue in worship as they do that. So I'm going to ask, if you would, to let stand. I'm going to pray over the offering this morning, and then uh, you can bring those on to the Lord. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today that, Lord, you are a very present help in time of trouble. Lord, we pray you bless the gift today, those that have to give and those that don't have to give. But Lord, we pray that if someone today doesn't have the ability to give, that Lord, at some point, they would be blessed to be able to give. Let this offering be blessed to further it your kingdom. For that, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Christ's name we pray. The people of God together say amen. 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 You can bring those tithes and offerings this morning. It died for us. And who the Son sets free, Lord, is free indeed. And for that we give you praise. For my i you give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house this morning aren't you thankful that you know the Lord today Heavenly Father Lord we are thankful that life is worth living just because you live Lord as we get ready here in just a moment to break the bread of life let this spirit that we feel in this place just sit down and resonate with us for a few moments Because, Lord, there is nothing better to celebrate Mother's Day than with the Heavenly Father in the house. Oh, we worship you and glorify and magnify the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are God to the glory of God the Father. We celebrate not only our mothers, our spiritual mothers, and our spiritual grandmothers, but we celebrate that we serve a risen Savior, a soon-coming King, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. We celebrate that we are here today to worship the name that is above every name, and at that name, every knee will bow and confess that you are God and God alone. We love you. We worship you. We glorify your name. And we just celebrate today, Lord, your spirit in this place with us in this moment. In your son's holy and precious name, the people of God together said, amen. Amen. You may be seated briefly in the presence of the Lord. Don't get comfortable. Don't let just because we're getting ready to break the bread of life, that give you an excuse to get comfortable. I don't need you to take a nap. I don't need you to just get another couple minutes of sleep this morning. We come to celebrate, not only mamas and daddies, but we come to celebrate the Lord today. We come to celebrate the Lord. If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the Gospel of Luke chapter 1. The Gospel of Luke chapter 1. Let me say to all our online campus visitors and guests, some of our church folks I know are watching. They already told me they're watching today because they're sick. And we welcome them to church. Hope you get to feeling better. If you have a child that you brought with you today, please take that child home with you today. When you leave, we don't keep them. You don't get to drop them off. We send them back with you. Uh, Make sure you sign them out. Take them home with you because there's no church tonight, so they're going to be alone for a long time. So you might want to take your child home. Even if you don't like your child, it's Mother's Day. Take them home with you. They're yours. Uh, You can always download uh, the Our Church app. For our services and everything else, and just type Santee Circle or our website www.santeecirclecog.org. You can also listen to services on Apple and Google Podcast. You can know all about service. One thing we do a little bit different: we do the whole service online, so you don't just get to hear the preaching. Some people only do the preaching. We put it all out there. It's not because we think we're the best singers or the best musicians, but sometimes you just want to have a worship service, and sometimes you just want to sing along, and so sometimes those are just things that you enjoy. And we also want to remind you of VBS coming up June the 5th through the 9th. Uh, Dinner is served from 6 to 7. If you haven't already signed up to work, please do so. Uh, Also, let me just as a housekeeping item let you know that uh, Senior Adult Retreat is the uh, end of this month, but you'll need to sign up today. If you haven't already told me, you're going. I'll need to know today. Camp meeting is June the 12th through the 15th. Just got released a couple days ago in terms of all the speakers and finalizing the speakers. Uh, There's a slew of them. Uh, I don't remember them all. But if you want to watch the services, you can go to the South Carolina Church of God. Facebook page if you're on Facebook and you can watch those services online with us uh, We will have service on Sunday morning June the 12th, but not have Sunday night service because I'll be at camp meeting and we want you to watch Camp meeting that night. We are still to, uh, working through the logistics of Wednesday night. So we may have midweek Bible study that week We'll let you know closer in if that gets canceled, but definitely Sunday night June the 12th at 6 p.m. We will be streaming uh, we will not have services in the building. We'll be letting Camp Meeting stream. And we're going to do our best to send the link into our own personal church Facebook page, Santee Circle COG, where you could just click the link from our page if you don't remember, and you can watch the services as well. Let me say this morning to all moms, all grandmothers, all spiritual moms, all soon-to-be moms, bonus moms, adoptive moms, or people who act like moms but aren't moms, Happy Mother's Day to you all. Uh, there are some of you in here may not have children, but you're like a mother to a lot of people because you're telling their children, other people's children, how to behave. So you're just as good. So to all moms, grandmothers, and all of those in the house, happy Mother's Day to you all. And uh, so in, in honor of Mother's Day, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So if you'll stand all over the house this morning, we're going to read a few verses of Scripture. Uh, they'll be on your screen if you forgot your Bible this morning. We're going to start in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. And then we'll jump right in to the message today. I know most of you got dinner plans, ready to go take mom out to dinner. Or some of y'all might have been nice and cooked for mom today. So we want you to be able to do that. Let me say, though, there will be no services tonight because we want you to spend it with mom today or grandma or whoever uh, else today. And, uh, and the pastor has to get to Orangeburg to see his mama today. His mama already is called this morning and wants to know what time he's coming in today. And uh, would I be there for lunch? I said, no, I won't make it for lunch. And she said, okay, what about brunch, uh, dinner or dessert? I said, I'll be there by then. What are we having? I'll be there by then. So mom is already waiting for me to come home. So, uh, so I'll be there this evening uh, seeing that. So let's, let's read together. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin espoused espouse to a man by the name of Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. The angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. When she saw him, and she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, What manner of salutations could this be? And the angel of the Lord said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb, and you will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. She's going to be a mama. And he shall be great. You be called the Son of the Most High God, the Lord shall give unto thee his throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and to his kingdom there shall be no end. And he said, Mary and then Mary said unto the angel, How is this possible? Seeing I've never been with a man. The angel of the Lord said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the most high will overshadow you, and you will be this holy thing shall be conceived and born, shall be called the Son of God. And behold, Likewise, thy cousin Elizabeth is also bearing a child in her old age. And she's in her sixth month, who was called barren. For God, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary answered and said, Be it unto me, the handmaiden of the Lord, according to your word. And the angel departed from her. For the next few moments, I want to talk to you on what it means to called to be mom. See, most of us don't need to take that title or that salutation lightly. God called you. He didn't just allow you to have a child with your husband or, or, or allow you to be a grandmother to precious grandchildren just because. He called you for that He called you for that assignment. He called you for that test. And you know what? He gave you your child or your grandchild specifically for you. If he wanted them to be somebody else's child, he'd let them be somebody else's child. You were called to be mom today. Heavenly Father, pray you would bless the reading of this word. Bless those that have ears to hear. Help us not only to be hearers of this word, but Lord doers likewise. Open our eyes, hearts, and ears to what thus saith the word of the Lord. And for that, I'll give you the praise, and the glory, and the honor that is due your name. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Called to be mom. What does it mean, called to be mom? Today, obviously, we're celebrating what is known worldwide as Mother's Day. You don't have to be a Christian to celebrate Mother's Day. In fact, there's a lot of people who probably didn't go to church today, who probably are not in church today, but they were fighting the preacher at Walmart this week for cards. They were like, fly, they were like people coming to church homecomings. There was more people in the building than we had ever seen in our life before all trying to get the same Hallmark card that said, Mom, you're the greatest, or Mom, you're so special. It is a time we talk about mothers, their children. Sometimes we like to talk about our children. Other times we wish nobody knew who our children was. Because everybody knows them, but for not the reasons we want them to be known by. President Woodrow Wilson, on May the 9th, 1914, when Congress declared the second Sunday of May as Mother's Day, he talked about that, what it means to be a mom and have children. He said that this day would be set aside as a time for the public expression of love and reverence for all moms within our country. You see, it is perfectly consistent, according to Scripture, to honor God. In fact, God tells us throughout His Word, not just in the commandments, but in Exodus 20, as well as in Ephesians 6, it says, honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament alike share with us the value of honoring mothers. And in a couple of weeks we'll talk about fathers. But honoring our parents. See, there's nothing that compared to the relationship a mother has with her little boy or little girl. You see, we'll talk about dads in a couple weeks. But, you know, dads love their children a lot. But normally they get busy doing outside things. or doing, They get busy. They get hyper-focused, as I am often told that I am. I'm hyper-focused. I'm on a task. Brianna tells me all the time, you do tasks very well, but you stay on one task the whole time. You don't deviate. I said, look, I don't want to leave a project undone. I don't like to start one and then go to another one before I finish the first one. I am. She said, yes, you're hyper-focused. So some of you men are hyper-focused like the preacher today. We do things like that. When it is time for us to take time off, we only take time off for big stuff, to go to the zoo to take them fishing or to hunt or to fly a kite or to go on vacation. But mothers oftentimes are the ones doing what we call the insignificant things, even though they're not. They're the ones that gave birth. They're the ones that changed the most diapers. They're the ones that wash the clothes. They're the ones that give them baths, feed them, take them to school, sit by their bed when they're sick, place Band-Aids on their knees when they fall, dry their eyes when they cry. dads, we don't do Band-Aids. We tell them, if it hurts, let's just cut it off. And that's one less thing we got to worry about later, getting hurt. That's our philosophy. The guys are like, if there's no blood, they don't need to cry about it. And if there is blood, hey, that's a war wound. Be proud of it, son. Still don't cry about it. That's what dads do. Moms like, come here. I have Ninja Turtle Band-Aids. We'll fix this and it'll feel better. Leonardo is going to make this scrape feel a lot better. And you know what? It seems to work. Dads are like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I have my hand half severed off. You didn't have for me a, Neo, a Ninja Turtle Band-Aid when I ripped my finger off in the in the lawnmower last week, but see moms are nurturers. They're kind. They're gentle. They're loving. They're compassionate. They're sweet. Well, let me back that up. Some moms are like that. (laughs) Some of y'all probably say, that ain't my mom you're describing, preacher. My mom's not sweet and compassionate and loving. My mom's cutthroat. Some of y'all might be the different kind of mom. Suck it up, boy. You am raising a wimp in this house? We have different moms. But moms do the small day-to-day tasks. The truth of the matter is oftentimes moms know their kids better than dads. I'm sorry, dads, but it normally is true because mom spends a lot of time with them. Oftentimes when they call needing something, who do they call? Most of the time, they're calling mama. They need that compassionate, that sympathetic. When they're really crying or they're hurt, most of the time when a child cries, they're not going, I want my daddy. No, they're basically, I want my mama. They don't want their daddy. That's because we're going to tell them, why are you crying? What's wrong with you? It reminded me of a story I once read. One summer evening evening in the deep south, there was a violent thunderstorm that was rolling through a mother was tucking her small little boy into bed and it was about the time she was turning off the lights with a tremor in his voice he said mommy will you sleep with me tonight since there's a storm the mother gave a small smile and she gave him a reassuring hug and she said son I can't tonight and she said why not she says well I have to sleep in daddy's room after a long silence And at last, with a little shakiness of voice, he said, he's a big sissy. See, moms just make everything better. They just know how to make it better. Do you realize that as of 2021, there were over 1.6 billion websites and articles under the search engine of Google on how to be a good mom? According to the latest data and analytics, that if a mother got paid for her job, all of the whether it's a chef, whether it's a nurse, whether it's a, a, a taxi cab driver, whether it's a whatever, if moms got paid for all the jobs they did, you know how much moms would be making a year? Over a hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year to just do their job. Man, you better buy some good flowers this year. It's a lot cheaper than that than that salary, I can promise you. See, the greatest thing a mom can do, though, is not put a Leonardo Band-Aid on a scrape or to cook a four-course or a five-course meal or wash all the clothes perfectly or change the bed linens. If I could leave you with something here for a few moments this morning, the best thing a mom can do is leave behind a godly legacy so her kids know how to get to Jesus one day. It's the best thing you'll ever give your children. Because if they can see how Mama made it to heaven then they can too find how to get to heaven. See, there are some of us in this building this morning, not me, but there are some of you this morning, had godly mothers that have already passed on. Now my mother, thankfully, is still with me today, and and I still have the opportunity to follow her legacy and live that legacy and and follow along uh, her leading, if you will. But some of us in this room, mama's not here anymore. But mama did such a good job of walking the road before us, showing us how to pray showing us how to worship, showing us how to live our lives and and be pleasing to the Lord that even though Mama's prayers are stored up in vials of heaven, even though Mama is in heaven with Jesus, her legacy still is on to help me know how to get there so one day me and Mama can see each other again. And if your mother is still with you in this earth today and happens to be a godly mother, then you have a right to call her this afternoon or send her a text or go by and see her and say, Mom, thank you that you're still showing me how to get to heaven because more than my scraped knees and more than all the meals, I may not remember every meal you ever cooked and I may not remember every how many band-aids we went through in my lifetime, but if I can remember the time you prayed, Mama, when I was sick and I got better, I remember the time you led me to an altar and led me to Jesus Christ. The best thing we can ever be grateful for with our mothers today is them leading us a legacy to follow so that one day we can go to heaven and be able to say hear the Savior say well done because what mama instilled in our lives it's a legacy Proverbs 31 tells us all the godly things a mother and a godly wife should do and exhibit that are essential pathways of faith for us to follow So I want to very quickly today, for time's sake, talk a couple things about how do you become called to be mom. See, I have often said it around Father's Day, but I believe it can also apply on Mother's Day too. Anybody can become a mother, and anybody can become a biological father, but not everybody is a mom, and not everybody is a dad. There is a difference. Biologically, you can be a mother. That doesn't make you a good mom. And biologically, you can be a father. That doesn't make you a dad. In fact, I met many people that had a biological father. But whether it was a stepfather or whether it was a grandfather, or whatever, somebody stepped in and was a way better dad than the biological one on the birth certificate. But it applies the same way with mothers. There's been many ladies that I have come in contact with in my lifetime that they biologically had children but if it wasn't for a good grandmother or a good aunt or a good cousin, they would have had nothing because their mama—not that nothing against it—they had a mother. They didn't have a good mom. And I would surmise today to you today that there are people that come to church, maybe even this local body of believers. They may not—they may come and they may not have good godly mothers and grandmothers and aunts in their life lives, and even if you have children of your own, or maybe you don't have them, or maybe your children are grown, every woman in this building today could be a good influence to the next generation on how they can follow and learn to meet Jesus as Lord and Savior of their lives, whether it's a child, whether it's a teenager. In fact, the Bible says, what does the Bible say it's in Titus and Timothy? The Bible tells us the Apostle Paul told Timothy, and he told Titus, and he told all of the early church church. The women, the older, are to teach the younger. You are supposed to nurture them and guide them. How? Why? Because they're not going to know. How, you know, if you've never been taught it, you're not going to know how to do it. You're going to have to learn how to cook. You're going to have to learn how to you do certain things. You're not going to know how to make grandmama's macaroni and cheese if you never ask grandma how to make macaroni and cheese. That's just the way it is. So how do you become mom? One of the ways is you got to be willing to submit to God. It can't be about you. And this is not just a message just for moms. It could be a challenge for us all. The, we can't just be good moms. For those of you that are mothers, you can't just be good moms just because you have a good job. And maybe that helps provide. But but the best thing that anybody can do is submit to God. To submit to God. See, we read to you this morning. You think, well, Pastor, you read the Christmas story this morning. Well, maybe so, but there's a few factors in there that I thought were very Essential golden nuggets to share with you today. Mary was a teenager when this happened. She didn't. She wasn't 35 years old and already had a career, had her job, had her master's degree, already bought a house, had two cars in the garage, and had her 401k stashed. She has been in, the, in the today's society. She would have not even been out of high school yet. She's a mom. Now, in today's society, things obviously are looked at differently with teenage pregnancies and things like that. But in that culture, you think it's bad today that you don't want to go home and tell mama or daddy that you're an unmarried, unwed, 16-year-old pregnant girl. That sounds bad today, but in that culture back then, you didn't even have to worry about telling mom and daddy. Once it was found out, they killed you. They stoned you. You were considered an adulterer, especially if you were engaged to someone and you broke that trust. they had rights to stone you and put you over. That's why the Bible said Joseph decided to put her away privately. He didn't want anything bad to happen to her because she wouldn't have had a covering. Daddy would have kicked her out of the house. Joseph wouldn't have married her. Nobody, she wouldn't have had any kind of income. She wouldn't have had a job. In fact, she would have either become a beggar if they would have been merciful or likely stoned and killed. You think it's bad now. Imagine if having to go home, you knew that it might mean you die. That changes the dynamic. And when she just told that she's pregnant, she didn't even ask to get pregnant. Hello, preacher. Now, I could preach here for a moment, but I won't. I'll spare you my little soapbox. But if you don't want anybody to come into the house, then don't put a for sale sign on the front door. So if you advertise that you want people to come by and see the house, don't get mad when they come by to see the house. And I'll just leave that right there. You can fill in the blank. Because the reality of it is, and it ain't just girls, it's boys too. So I don't want it to feel like it's just the girls in here that I'm picking on. If you don't want somebody to talk about how beautiful your skin is and how ripped you are or don't want somebody to come by and touch you inappropriately, then don't give them a reason to want to do it. If you realize how valuable you were, things would be Protected because you don't let a robber just bust in your house and take your assets without protecting your house So why pray tell should we not be protecting the temple of the Holy Ghost? And the reality of it is Mary didn't ask. It wasn't like Mary was going to school dressing some type of way asking for attention That's not what she was doing Mary hadn't even had relations with the man period at that point point. And the angel shows up and says you're gonna be pregnant now I could die. First of all, if I did it on my own volition, I could die. But think about it for a moment. Brother Chris that ed, I didn't I could die, but I didn't even ask for this life. I didn't even I didn't sign up. I didn't say God picked me, I didn't ask for it. God, you just sent some random angel by to tell me this. Now Mary could have been like most people. she did at first ask questions just like many of us would. wait, how's that possible? I know biology 101, that's not possible. But after the angel explained it to her, Mary, what it could have done, what many of us would have done, oh, God, that's a big task. I don't think I can do that one. But that is not what she says. She knows that Joseph doesn't know yet. She knows Mama and Daddy doesn't know yet. She knows that this could be a very difficult road for her to have to travel as a young girl and knows it may even cost her her life. But she knew something even better. But if God be for me, then who's going to be against me? And she knew enough and had enough faith that God, if you said that this is what you're going to do, then I'm going to trust that you're able to do it. And so she submitted knowing there was going to be challenges, knowing there was going to be difficulties. She said, be it unto me. According to you. What she's saying is I may not have asked for this life I may not have asked for this road But God if you have placed me on this pathway I will trust you That if I trust in the Lord with all my heart And lean not on my own understanding He will guide my footsteps and my pathways He will make known and straight Can I tell you this morning That moms, dads, grandparents, children Whoever's listening online, in house There are times in your life You will walk pathways you didn't want to go down There will be days of difficulty you didn't ask for there will be times you didn't want to walk that road. You didn't want to face that challenge. You didn't want to go through that divorce. You didn't want to lose that loved one. You didn't want to get that medical diagnosis. But if God is on your side, no matter what the enemy brings along your way, no matter how challenging the road may get, if God is walking beside you, if God sent an angel by to remind you today God is on your side, I can tell you that he who begins the work is faithful to complete the work, and God will see you through today the end. Mary could have thrown in the towel and been done with it all and she said I'm not doing that. She said God you said it and I believe it and it's so be it unto me what a powerful phrase she answered. She never wavered in her submission was she nervous? Certainly was she unsure of her own abilities? Who wouldn't be? Was she anxious about the prophecy of her future that would include pain? Of course. I mean, as soon as the baby's born, she goes to have the baby dedication and the prophet of God says that a sword will pierce your heart. He's going to die and you're going to see it. Wouldn't you hate it if as soon as your baby was born, the chaplain of the hospital walked in and said, Oh, your baby is beautiful. You know your baby's going to die before you, right? What a word of encouragement today. Baby is eight days old and as she's told, you'll watch him die. What a gut-wrenching experience. Heartfelt experience. You see, Mary was ready to take on the task of staying up all night, past her bedtime. She felt the weight. She might have been like the father who sits at home in heartfelt prayers as he watches his child drive away for the first time. Knowing that the child is headed into a dangerous world, I could only imagine the first time Jesus left, even if it was at 30 years old to do his ministry. I could only imagine as she watched him and watched his ministry and she watched him heal people and blinded eyes and all these things. But you can't go back, you cannot forget what the Bible said in Luke chapter 1 and in some of the other accounts in Luke. But every time she pondered. These things in her heart She always remembered Who he was She remembered the day Gabriel came to her She remembered the day She showed her first bump She remembered the day They were in that feed trough In the back side of a barn In a stable And hay wrapped around She remembered the first time She wrapped him In an old donkey's cloth In the back side of a stable She remembered the first time She ever laid eyes On the son of the living God She remembered the first time He cooed She remembered the first time He cried She remembered the first time He whimpered She pondered All these things Dads, We can't even remember what the kid ate for breakfast this morning, but mamas remember the first outfit they ever put on them. Mama remembers the social security numbers. Mama remembers the birthdays. Mama remembers his, remembers what the first boyfriend's name was, and they had 16 of them before they got married. She remembers all 16. Of them. She, mama remembers which ones she liked. Mama remembers which ones she didn't like. Daddy didn't like any of them, including the one she's married to now. He didn't like any of them she chose. But mamas knew every name. Mama knew what her Mama knows how many times she's dyed her hair. Mama knows how many different haircuts. she has. Mamas keep the first haircut and have it in a Ziploc bag in in a firebox somewhere that's probably dry rotted by now. Come on preacher. Mamas remember it all. But can I tell you the greatest thing Mary ever did which would behoove many people today is that she was completely committed to submit under the mighty hand of God so that in due time He would exalt her to a place No one else could exalt her to a place of prestige and promise. Because even today, thousands of years later, we still talk about this lady named Mary. You know why? Because she submitted to God. It wasn't because she was something special. The only thing that made her special is that she said, yes, Lord, yes. To your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Can I tell you the greatest thing we can ever do in this life is to, whether it's on Mother's Day, Father's Day or any other day, is to leave behind a legacy to our children, our grandchildren, our spiritual children to say, we will say yes to the Lord. We will serve the Lord with gladness. Oh, come before Him with singing. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of time the best thing we can do is submit to God in everything that we do there's another factor that I want to talk about perfection is not required God never said you had to be a perfect mom because that's an impossible task no one's perfect no not one the Bible says no one is perfect no one except Jesus He's the only one that ever did it. See, to be a good mom, spiritually, physically, metaphorically, you don't have to be perfect. I (laughs) always hear on the TVs and I hear sometimes on the radio where they'll have these ads, whether it's for adopt a child or adopt a teenager or whatever, and one of these particular ads actually has this, this phrase, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to let them know you care. You're not going to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. If you think I'm perfect, ask Brianna. I'm not perfect. She'll tell you. She'll tell you really quick. He's not perfect. She'll tell you. I know all of y'all think I do no wrong. I know that. I know that. I mean, let's be real. But I'm not perfect, contrary to popular belief. But neither are you. None of us are, but He was. And we never can obtain the level of perfection unless we are hidden behind that cross and let Him be the one that is seen instead of us. See, when I talk about this, Mary knew she wasn't perfect. It was God didn't choose her because Mary was perfect. God chose her because she was willing and she was available. God is not looking for perfect people to use. He's looking for willing vessels and available vessels. It doesn't have to be. That's why the prophet Jeremiah said. he God sent him down to the, the potter's house. Where there was a bunch of broken pieces. The potter didn't like it. So he broke it again. We don't like brokenness. We don't like when God breaks us. But the Bible said He takes all those broken pieces and He puts them back on the kiln and He starts kneading them together and He makes a beautiful piece of pottery. Why? Because all He needed was available pieces. He didn't have to have perfect pieces. He just needed available pieces to make something beautiful. The Bible said He makes all things beautiful, all things good. We don't have to be perfect. We just got to be willing. That's all we got to be. In John chapter 2, we find a little bit about Jesus' and mother not being perfect. John chapter 2, Mary is more than likely a stewardess of a wedding, and she's over this affair. And it looked bad if you ran out of wine for the wedding. It looked kind of bad. So she goes to Jesus, and she says, we're out of wine. Jesus' response is basically in not King James, that's KJV, but in JKV, that's the preacher's initials. Basically what she said is, Jesus said, that's not my problem. Two points of emphasis here real quick. Number one, children, don't try that at home. Don't ever tell your mom that's not your problem. That won't end well for you. Just tell, Just take pastoral advice one-on-one. Don't tell your mama, eh, that's not my problem. No, don't do it. Even if you're 30 and your mom's still here, don't tell your mama that's not my problem. Because even at 80, she she has like ninja-like reflexes with her cane. She'll whop you in the side of the head, and you'll be with a concussion. And they'll say, how'd you get it? My 80-year-old, grand, my 80-year-old mother beat me in the side of the face with her cane. Don't try it at home. I'm telling you, you come back next Sunday with a black eye. I'm going to ask, what did you say to her? I'm going to ask you. Don't try it at home. But think about the awkwardness of the situation. Mama comes to you and says, son, I need your help. We're out of wine. And the son says, not my problem. Woman, why are you involving me? My time has not yet come. I mean, could you imagine, for those of you that know my mother, could you imagine if my mother came to me and said, son, I got a project I need your help with. And I need you to do A, B, and C. And I was like, that's not my problem. I'm not doing that. How well that would go for me? Well, let me just tell you how well that would go for you. Next Sunday, you'd have a new preacher. I'd be dead. So uh, you just have to vote one in. I'd be at Dal Murray, and you would be going to a homegoing service, and y'all would be having the Owl Ministry cook chicken for my repast because I'd be gone. I'm done. The reality of it is, Mary shows a little bit of. I mean, let's be real. I mean, we know she's probably just asking an innocent question, maybe. But Mary knows that Jesus is able. He's around it. Mary is asking this question. She kind of put him on the spot. Nobody likes to be put on the spot. I mean, she walks up to him like, hey, whatever he, because this shows a little bit about Mary's personality. (laughs) There's only she could do. Jesus says, it's not my time. I can't do this. She acts like she don't even know what that dude just said. She turns around and looks at the servants and says, hey, whatever he tells you to do from this point forward, y'all do it. And she walks off. Now, that's what my mom would do. My mom would act like, I know you ain't stupid enough to say what I thought you just said. So while he's doing this, I'll be back in a couple of hours to see how it's going. And my mom would walk off. That's what Mary did. And you know what Jesus did? He turned the water into wine. He told them what to do. You see, another example is when Jesus is teaching. He's talking to a crowd of people. Again, nobody likes being put on the spot. Mary doesn't have that problem. <laughs> Mary's like, I'm your mama. I'll always be your mama. I'll slap you senselessly, boy. Don't don't be playing with me. God might be your daddy, but he gave you to me, and I'm your mama. I will take you out. I brought you into this world. God will take you out of this world, but your mama and daddy will be involved in this equation. She didn't mind being mama. She walks up to a, he's the keynote speaker, Sister Nina, of a thousand attended. event. he's outside. He's healing people. He's got a healing crusade. He's doing more healings than Benny Hinn ever thought about. He's, he's laying people off and right out on the streets crusades, somebody walks to his green room. <laughs> That's kind of a joke for all those preachers who think nobody can talk to him before church. I, I'm sorry, it just, I don't know where that came from. It just happened. I don't have a green room. In fact, my office is painted green. That's the only room in this church that is green, but it's, you can come in any time. But the point to be made is Jesus is in there and somebody comes to him and says, now Jesus, I know you're about to go on. 5,000 people are waiting to hear from you. But your mama's outside with your brothers. You can go read this in Mark. It's in the gospel. They're outside for you. (laughs) Jesus says, Jesus only Jesus could get away with these statements, by the way. Jesus said, These people out here are my mothers and my brothers. You (laughs) I can only imagine if I become if I'm the camp meeting speaker at Church of God Camp Meeting one day, and they've got me in the green room in Malden. And my mother comes. I'm the keynote speaker for General Assembly with all of us coming. And we go to San Antonio, Texas, and my mother comes in. And I'm the keynote speaker for General Assembly. And somebody walks by when I'm sitting inside the green room with the general overseer, says, hey, Pastor Vaughn, your mom's here. If I said, these people are my mother and my father's. And I blew my mother off my mother would walk right up there in the middle of my message and grab me right off by my necktie and sling me across that room and say, boy, I called you when I came here. Don't you ever tell me I can't come and talk to you. In front of the whole mass audience. Y'all know it's true. That's why you're laughing. It happened. Y'all kind of want to see it happen. I know. Some of y'all right now are thinking, gosh, I really wish that became reality. I'd like to watch that. I know that. I know that. The reality of Jesus says that. and Jesus said, these are my... I, I could imagine. Mary's like, I don't care who he's talking to. I'm his mama. You tell I don't care if five thousand people need a miracle. You walk in that room and you tell him his mama is outside. See, perfection is not required. But they just need to be love. See, there are times in our life we don't we don't feel like we're measuring up. We make mistakes. You might make one today. You might have already made one today or another. God will still love us and accept us. See, there are a lot of men and women that might be discouraged by the words found in Proverbs 31. There are 22 lines of that poem. Each one is an acrostic with each letter of the Hebraic alphabet leading each one of those. But let me just tell you a couple things. It talks about a woman never sleeps or she never sleeps. She's always working. She manages a fleet of ships, meaning it's like her life is just a never ending door. She manages a farm. She manages a staff. She sews. She cooks. She cleans. She homeschools her children. She feeds everybody. She has food on the table. She doesn't carpool. She drives everywhere. She puts on her supermom cape to get her kids everywhere. See that's a lot of that's a lot of pressure to live up to. You might miss a meal here or there. You might shrink a load of laundry here or there or change the white shirts to pink because you forgot you left a colored shirt in the washing machine. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be available. Just be available. In fact, renowned neurosurgeon and uh, former political aspiree, Dr. Ben Carson, told a story one time of his mother He said his mother insisted that Ben and his brother Curtis, when they were kids, would write a book report every week. This was not for school. This was the mother's assignment for them. Now Ben and his brother Curtis would faithfully do it. About the time Ben said he was a junior in high school, he finally cornered his mother and he realized something. He thought his mom made him do these book reports every week because she was just an unruly mom. What he found out is all those years he never knew it, but his mother never knew how to read. For years, Ben had been reading books, scratching out reports, assuming that his mother was checking every word, but she didn't have a clue what he actually wrote down. Raised by an illiterate mother, Ben grew up to be one of the world's most famous surgeons, featured in many articles, authored several books. He illustrated. He, his illiterate mother didn't twist her hands over her lack of learning or give up hope, Because she raised intelligent boys. Both Ben and his brother Curtis became very successful members of society. And to date, his mother, before she passed, still could not read. But she made sure her son was set up to be a very successful man in this world. So you don't have to be perfect. You just got to be willing and available. And as Miss Carol makes her way, the last thing I could ever challenge you moms today is this. Don't ever take for granted your title. Remember what the sermon was? The sermon was, you were called to be mom. That's what you were called. Be it unto me. Mary was called. You were called to be mom. What are you saying, preacher? I'm telling you today, never, never relinquish the title. Be proud of it. You earned that badge. You went through exhaustive labor. If you adopted, you went through thousands of dollars, lots of lawyers, courtrooms, and a lot of heartache. If you're a bonus mom, you signed up for a job that was a challenge from the start. Dads, if you're a bonus dad, we'll talk about in a couple weeks, you signed up for a challenge from the start. But be proud of the badge that you wear. You're not just a mother. Be proud that they can, whether it's a child, biologically, or a spiritual child, be glad that somebody can come to you and call you mom. Or someone can call you Nina, or Alma, or Grandma, or Gigi, or other syllables nobody knows what they're calling. Gigi, Riri, Tt. I don't know who all these people are. What do y'all have names? Mimi, Cc, Bb, Nini. I don't know. Just go through the alphabet. Whatever you like to be called. Be proud of it. You earned that right. See, how do I know that? Because at the foot of the cross, yeah, Abu and D. You know how I know this? Because even at the foot of the cross, Jesus still wanted to make sure his mama was okay. Before he ever uttered his last, it is finished, the last thing he said to somebody other than, it is finished and I'm thirsty. He looked down to his friend and one of his disciples, Brother James, and he said, hey, man, take care of my mama. I know that's my job, but I'm about to die. But before I die, I need to make sure somebody's going to look after my mama. For every woman in this room that your mama lives close to you on the same holy hill that you live on, or around the street, around the corner, or maybe she lives in your house. Yes, she gets on your ever-loving nerves. We know that. You get on hers, too. We know that. They tell me, you tell me she's annoying. She tells me you're annoying. I know it. Both of you are annoying. And I'm annoyed with both of you. We're all annoyed at this point. But Jesus said at the very last thing he said, he said, but you know, buddy, John, my mom and I, my mom might have interrupted my crusades. My mama might have come and tried to put me on the spot in front of people to perform a sign and a wonder. she's still my mama she might have put me on the spot she might have called me out there might have been time she got on my case a little bit but before I die John will you make sure my mama's okay you take care of my mama see some of you in this room we've walked roads together where you took care of mama you took care of her in a house in a house beside you in your physical house on the same property When time came, you had to put them maybe in an assisted living or some kind of help. You went diligently and faithfully as long as time would permit and COVID would allow. You would go and you would sit with Mama for days and days and weeks. And weeks turned into months. Months turned into years. And even to the very end, you'd hold Mama's hand. You know why? Because you wanted to make sure somebody took care of Mama. Don't you ever relinquish the title that you're called Mama. Because some of you in this room, you got little boys and little girls. And you, some of you have little grandchildren that call you whatever the name is. They walk into your room. Some of y'all pick up grandchildren. Some of y'all still like people like Ms. Bula still watch grandchildren every day. Some of y'all go to school and pick them up. When they get in the car, they say, hey, Nina. They, hey, hey, Abu. Hey, 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 Gigi. When they walk in the room, don't you ever forget God called you to that ministry. You are their best special person. They love you beyond any form or fashion. And you know what? The best thing you can do is not buy them a Starbucks coffee or a cake pop. The best thing you can do is walk and sit in a car and pray with them when they're crying. Pray with them when they're sick. Pray with them when they're hurt. Read the Bible story to them at night. Let them crawl up in your lap and sing the songs of Zion. The best thing you can ever do is not only be called to be mom, but call them to a cross of Calvary and say, I'm not leaving here till I know you're going to make where I'm going one day. That's the best thing you can ever do as a mom and a grandmother if I could leave you with something today just to kind of encourage you before I play a video tribute (laughs) I read a story of a mother who was putting one of her children to bed it was the day before his fifth birthday She was trying to communicate to him the value of what tomorrow would be Him turning five and soon to go into kindergarten. She said, Kevin, this is the last night that you'll be four. Do you understand that? Kevin, trying to communicate with his hands for a full year, had learned how to hold him up and tell everybody I'm four years old. And he didn't figure it out there for a minute. He looked at his thumb and his mom said, yeah, Kevin, you'll be five. And she pulled his thumb, and he started counting again. He said, but I'm four years old. She said, no, tonight, yeah, but tomorrow you're not going to be that anymore. You're, you're, you're going you're to be turning a, a different age. You're only four tonight. When you go to sleep, you'll still be four. But do you know tomorrow how old you're going to be, Kevin? With a big grin on his face and very enthusiastically, as he flipped his thumb out, finally understanding, he said, tomorrow, Mom, I'm going to be a handful See, some of y'all have had your hands full with your kids. Some of you still do. But Be proud of the task God had called you. He called you to rear and raise that little handful. He called you to love that little handful. In fact, some of y'all might have multiple handfuls in your house. Times two. (laughs) They're 20 now. (laughs) Or they might be 30 or whatever. They might have lots of handfuls. But the Bible said when Ruth was gleaning the fields, the Bible said Boaz told his things, but I want you to leave handfuls of purpose along the edge of the fields. God sometimes gives us handfuls not to stress us out, but to let us know that we were called for that assignment. Moms, if I ever could leave you with something today, you're not just a mom because you biologically had a child or a grandchild given to you. God called you from the foundations of time to be called not a mother. He called you to be mom. He called you to be mom. I want to play this song of tribute really quick for you, this video, and then we'll go in this time of benediction.
5: be no such thing as broken and all the old will be made new and the thought that makes me smile now even as the tears fall down is that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now No, the road you walked was anything but easy. You picked up your share of scars along the way. Oh, but now you're standing in the sun. You fought your fight and your race is run. The pain is all a million miles away. The only scars in heaven. It won't be long. There'll be no such thing as broken And all the old will be made new And the thought that makes me smile now Even as the tears fall down Is that the only scars in heaven Are on the hands that hold you now. That I don't see you you live on in all the better parts of me until I'm standing with you in the Sun I'll fight this fight in this race I'll run until I finally see what you can see oh the only
4: scars in hell such thing is
5: broken, and all the old will be made new, and the thought that makes me smile now, and even as the tears fall
4: down,
5: is that the only scars in heaven, are on the hands that hold you now? Pastor
2: why would you pick something like that Because there's going to come a day Whether we like it or not The only way they're going to know Is what you leave behind They're not going to be here to hold your hand anymore They're not going to be here To give you that smile Hold you by that finger See, if you're still here to be Nini or Gigi or Grandma, Abu or Nina, or if you're still here to be Mom, you were called for a reason. Because little Johnny and little Sally and little Susie, they're going to have to know how to get to heaven too. The reality of it is this. Some of us in this room may have already had mothers to pass. I'm not stupid to realize that there might be some of us sitting in this room right now that by next time, this time next year, we may not be here. Or some of our own mothers may not be here. Or some of you that are mothers and grandmothers may not be here. And I'm telling this to your children and grandchildren. But you're here today so you can make a difference today. You don't have to wait till next Mother's Day. You can make a difference today. Today. Don't relinquish that title. It's a special title. Today you can say, boys. Girls, honey, come here. Let grandma have let mom let mama tell you. Something. I don't care if you ever realize how much money I have, I don't care how many cars I give you, I don't care how big your house is. If I ever leave you with something, boy, let me tell you, you need to know Jesus. And you need to make sure Jesus knows who you are too. But the only way Johnny and Susie's gonna know is if you and I know who he is first. So here's what I want to do today. I want to pray for all my moms because you have a big task dads don't worry in a couple weeks I'm going to make you cry too so you're going to get your time too I'm going to make you feel like a blubbering idiot sometimes too we're going to all cry together it's okay I still cry when Mufasa dies in Lion King I'm a man I can do it I get sad when he gets killed I can live there's nothing wrong with that that's why I want to watch Hallmark movies y'all know how I feel about them things there ain't no reason I should watch a movie I already know the outcome and cry about it already it ain't worth it it ain't worth it to me I want something that I don't know who's going to die I want to know ahead of time. Here's what I want to say to every mom in here today spiritual, physical, emotionally, metaphorically, bonus mom, adopted mom, whatever. If there's anybody in your life that calls you a grandparent or calls you mom, I want you to stand in this house, wherever you are. If somebody, I don't care what name, it can have some alter ego form of a name. But if you're mama at all, you stand. See, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of us in this room some of y'all have more children than a football team y'all got kids running all over your house some of y'all got grandchildren like that y'all got like 14 grandkids, ain't nobody even knows y'all can't even remember which grandkid to call, y'all go through the whole list till you hit the right name until one of them answers got all of them there are people that walk in this building Then they, they walk in this building they don't know that that's Carol Lurchberg. you know they know it's Abu and D. So my boy knows. He don't know that's Randy and Carol. He knows him as Abu and D. I remember first couple weeks after Michael started coming here. I remember he he asked me one Wednesday night leaving church. He said, "Daddy, I got a question." I said, "Okay, son." He said, "Why does everybody call Miss Brenda Mimi?" <laughs> He's smart. I said, "What do you mean, son? I mean Madison calls her Mimi." I said, "Well, that's Madison's grandmama. Well, why does Riley call her Mimi? Is that, Is that her grandmama too? Well, not exactly, son. Well, then why does she call her Mimi? Well, because she's really close to her. But that's not her grandmother. Well, I know. Well, why does why does Jaden call her Mimi? I, I, don't, I don't know. Daddy, why do you call her Mimi? Because she brings food, son. I mean, what do you, I'd call her anything for food. How do you call her? And he said so innocent. He said, can I call her Mimi? I said, yeah, you can. See, the reality of it is, is it's a special task to be mom or grandma. It is not something to be taken lightly. It is something to be commended and honored above anything else because you are the boots on the ground. When I'm at work, she has Micah at home. When I'm at the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning with Jordy's dad, she's making sure he doesn't wake up in the middle of the night. When I'm watching someone die and transition from this life, she hears him and has to put him in the bed with her when he's scared and has a dream. Why? Because she had to be mom in that moment. So did some of you. Bonus mom, adoptive mom, bonus grandparents, adoptive grandparents, or real moms and biological moms and grandparents you were called by God don't you ever forget God called you to do this job and he called you because you were the best equipped person for the job be like Mary and say today yes Lord yes Lord be it unto me whatever Lord yes yes I'm called to be mom now if your spouse is in this room or if your parents or family all the men or anybody else is in this room if you're seated if your mom is in this room I want you to go stand by your mom Stand up right beside your mom. If your mom's in this room, hey, if you have to move, find her. Go to your mom. Moms, you may have to move to your children. Find your mom. If your spouse is here, spouse, grab your grab your wife's hand. If she's a mom to your children, grab her hand. If you're a grandmother and your grandchildren are here, if you're if your grandmother is in this room, go to your grandmama or your Nina or your whoever. Find your grandmama. If Your mamas are here, find everybody. find your aboos, your deeds. Find them all. Some of you, some of you, you might grandparents and so y'all might have to all go together, but get with your family. Riley, all you guys just go to her. the media where it run itself. If they want to sign off. they know how to hit the end feed. They can figure it out. Now you look at how many people right now, I know some are sitting beside you, but you look how many people are paired up. You know what they're saying? That there's somebody in their life they get to call mom or they get to call grandma. Now some of your children may not be with you in service today, but when they watch this video when they come over to your house today, Sister Beulah, when they walk into that house, Jackson walks in and he's smiling from ear to ear. When you pick him up tomorrow and he takes a nap on your lap, remember, God called you to be his grandma. That's what he called you to be. He didn't call Sister Evelyn. He called Beulah Powell to be Jackson's grandma. That's what he called When Julie comes by today for lunch and she tells you how much she adores Brother Barnes and she tolerates you sometimes, that's what she tells me on the phone. I love my daddy. I I mean I love my mama, but boy do I love my daddy. When she sits at your dining room table, remember though, there would be no brother Barnes for her to call daddy if there not have been an Evelyn Barnes to call mama. When Kevin or Derek walk into that room, kids or no kids, and they say, Hey mom, is there a Pepsi in the refrigerator? I'm thirsty. Even if it's the last Pepsi, and it's meant for Brother Henry, but it's the last Pepsi in the fridge. If they drink it, remember, but it was good, they could come home and say hi to mom. Damon might be in Florida, but when she calls today, when that phone picks up and they say Happy Mother's Day, remember, you are called to be her mama. That's what you are called to be. And can I tell you, God's looking down from heaven right now saying to every one of you, I'm proud of you because I called you to be their mama. So what I want to do today, before we dismiss, I just want to pray over you a pastoral prayer that God would equip you to continue to be called mom today. Can we do that? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, God, you are a good father and a faithful friend. God, thank you for our moms. Thank you for our grandmas, our abus, our ninas, our gigis, whoever, nanas. God, thank you for our spiritual moms, bonus moms, adoptive moms, church moms, grandmothers. God, you called us. God, let us today when we leave this place, when we pick up a phone or have them come into our house to eat lunch, when they say mom for the first time, let it resonate in our spirit. Oh, what a beautiful sound it is because I was called by God to be that name. I won't relinquish, I will submit. first of all, I'll submit to you, Lord, let us submit to you, and let us, Lord, now realize we don't have to be perfect, but God, let us never grow weary in relinquishing the title, knowing we were called to be who you called us to be, and that's mom or grandma. As we get ready to leave this place here in a moment, to go to our destinations, to spend time with mom or grandpa, God, I pray a special blessing over every mom, grandmother, in this house, Lord, may you bless us and keep us and your face shine upon us and you be gracious to us. Lift up your countenance and give us the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. God, our hearts do you come again. Let our words of our mouths and meditations of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we pray, the benedictory prayer, I'm going to have Brother Randy if he'll come up prayer, our benedictory prayer, before you leave today moms, we have a gift for you mom, grandma I don't care what they call you Nina, Gigi, Nana BB CC, Lily, Nini Kaka Mama, whatever I don't know if they they, they call you the old gray mare she ain't what she used to be, if they call you something they call you something we have a gift for you today I love you. And let me say to all my moms and grandmothers, not only Happy Mother's Day, but I am proud today to stand before you and say to all of you, thank you for being who God called you to be. He called you to be somebody's mom today. God bless you today.
0: Kind Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise your holy name, Lord, for this opportunity to come before you in honoring our mothers, Lord. Those that are gone, those that are here, pray you'll be with them and keep them strengthen them. Lord, the guidance they provide come from
2: nobody else, the love that they share with us. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done. Let's pray you'll bring us back at the appointed time. We ask all of this in Jesus' holy, precious name. Amen. Brothers, if you'll please see Sister Jennifer. She has your gift before you leave. She's passing them out up front. She has all your gifts up front on the front pew. If you'll just go up to the